welcome everybody to episode 8 of Ride the Pine. Uh, before I am joined by my co-host Ron, as we are without Kyle this week, he is with some family and uh, we are hoping he will be back next week for Jay's picks and uh, talking about some football. Uh, I wanted to record a little segment uh, on the news in the NFL this season uh, just that has happened in the last week or so. Uh, so wanted to rattle off a couple things that happened. Uh, first things first, uh, kind of a sad story out in San Francisco. Uh, Jarek McKinnon uh, is going to be out for the season after tearing his ACL in practice on Saturday. And that was uh, September 1st. Um, really a big blow to a team that has had a lot of momentum. Um, really young squad that uh, was ready to win. And I feel like they could have made a good run uh, when they have an established backfield. Um, but, I mean, I think they're going to bounce back. Um, usually they do. Uh, and they have a good quarterback at the helm and uh, and a good coach. So we'll see how they bounce back from that injury. See if uh, uh, Matt Breida can take over responsibilities and maybe have an, a veteran like Alfred Morris um, lead this young running back crew uh, to a good season. Um, the next topic I wanted to talk about is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Um so back in the spring, he was offered the franchise tag by the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is now the second straight year that he's been offered this franchise tag. And he had said before being offered this said tag that he did not want the franchise tag. That he wanted to you know, be paid an actual contract. Uh, and he felt like he deserved it, especially after how he played last year. Pittsburgh then followed that up with um, placing him under the franchise tag. And I feel like he felt insulted. And I think he still does because he was supposed to sign, uh, show up to practice today. The, today is Labor Day. And he has not shown up. Uh, and I think this is a case where if come Thursday... He's still not at practice. Uh, he may end up uh, getting either traded or released by the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would not be surprised if that happened. It would be a shame as he is such a talented running back. But we will see what happens and we will keep you posted on any news that we uh, get over the course of this next week. Third thing I wanted to bring up today. This one's kind of an interesting one. Um, Des Bryant has not signed with an NFL team. He has been offered two contracts by the Ravens and the Browns and reportedly has turned down both contracts. In my honest opinion, at this point, Michael Irvin has put it best. I read an article about it earlier. He put it best in that this guy needs to sign with a team. Bottom line. Uh, the longer he's on the sidelines, uh, not on a team, just kind of sitting idle waiting for someone to give him a call, 
it's not going to happen at this point. If it hasn't happened since the spring, then it's not going to happen now. I think he needs to be more proactive, and I think he needs to go out and and find a team to sign with. And uh, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, we also had a couple trades and um, some retirements and some news in uh, the NFL this week. Aaron Donald became one of the highest-paid defensive tackles in history. Um, he signed a contract with the Los Angeles Rams. And he also signed it for a six-year contract, which is a pretty hefty contract for a defensive tackle given their longevity in sports. Um, I think this is great for the Rams. It, he's the staple of their defense. And uh, I think the Rams could very well contend for the Super Bowl this year. Um, if they have a healthy Todd Gurley and a healthy defense, I think they could go very far. This is an offense that could explode, especially with the addition of Brandon Cooks. Um, sad to see him go in New England as I am a Patriots fan, but he will do great things in Los Angeles. Uh, next on the trade and transaction talk is Khalil Mack ended up not signing with the Oakland Raiders, even after he came out and said that he would love to spend the rest of his career on the Oakland Raiders. He was traded to the Chicago Bears for a few draft picks, uh, including two first-rounders that will be headed back to Oakland. Um, I think the Raiders made out big in this in this deal in that they're going to have a couple first-rounders. Uh, and depending on where the Bears finish, the Bears could finish high, they could finish low, they could finish in the middle. But they have a first-round pick the next two years from the Bears. So any sort of slip up from the Bears, if they end up in the in the bottom five in the league, that's a win for the Raiders in that um, they're able to go out and get another stellar college defensive player that could become a, a difference changer like Khalil Mack was. Uh, I know it's he's probably sad to be no longer an Oakland Raider, but you know that's just the game of football. It's a business, and uh, if you know, they need to move a player for certain reasons. That's just the way it's going to be. Um, but best of luck to Khalil Mack in Chicago. Uh, and I hope he does great things down there. Next on the docket, we had a couple retirements in Eric Decker and Elvis Doomerville. Uh, Elvis Doomerville was of the San Francisco 49ers. And Eric Decker uh, had just signed a deal with the New England Patriots. Um, that one was a little bit more surprising. And the Doomer, Doomerville retirement was not as surprising. Uh, he had been um, on the decline for the past couple of years. He's getting older. And, you know, I, I, think, I think it was his time. He had a great career. Um, not taking that away from him at all. But... He, uh, it was time for him to move on to something else. Uh, Eric Decker was a little bit surprising. I thought he would have been a great asset to the Patriots this year, especially with Jul Julian Edelman on the shelf 
and he could have led a young core of receivers in his absence. But uh, we wish Eric Decker the best, and uh, hope he uh, does well in whatever he decides to do in uh, in his future plans. Uh, we have two more things to talk about uh, before I'm joined by my co-host, Ron. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was traded from the New York Jets to the New Orleans Saints. And this one basically is a statement that's saying Sam Darnold is going to be the starter for the New York Jets come week one. Um, a little surprising. You know, everyone was talking about how Bridgewater's progressed very well since his horrific injury last year where his leg nearly broke in half at his knee. Uh, that was pretty gruesome to watch. But now he's down in New Orleans with an aging Drew Brees, and I would not be surprised to see Teddy Bridgewater as the starter in New Orleans in the next two or three years. Um, so that will be a really interesting thing to watch. And uh, last but not least, uh, he's been a staple in San Diego for years, for his whole career. He signed a one-year deal to go back for the team for his final season. And I think he wants to come back to win that ring. Uh, we'll see if they can do it. But uh, Antonio Gates signed his one-year deal to go back to San Diego. Uh, I think he is very loyal. He wanted to stick around in San Diego. I think he also knew that at his current age, he wasn't going to get a lot of other offers from other teams. And I think he realized that San Diego was his best option. And uh, I think he enjoys playing out there. Um, we'll see how it goes this season. Um, San Diego is a very stout team. They have a good defense. They have a Solid offense if they can stay healthy with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon. And then when you have uh, Phillip Rivers at the helm, it, uh, the sky's the limit for them. They could do a lot of good things. Um, so that's really all I wanted to discuss in terms of the news in the NFL this season. Um, we're going to take a quick, quick break. And when I come back, I'll be joined by... Ron, and we are going to talk some football for this week and um, make some picks as to who we like uh, this week and uh, who's going to win some uh, games this week. So stay tuned for some more, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Ron here with the intermission portion of our show. First of all, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate your continued patronage of our show, and we appreciate our sponsor, Uplift Pomade. Born straight out of Wakefield, Massachusetts, Uplift Pomade cares about your hair and they want you to look your best. That's why the inventor of this product, Rocco Danielli, used his original blend Uplift Pomade on our own Dan Pineda on his wedding day. And I have to say, I've seen the pictures. Do look pretty fly, even for a white guy. Uplift Pomade is alcohol-free, soy-free, gluten-free, and infused with USDA organic essential oils. It's also vegan certified and cruelty-free, which means they refuse to test it on animals. Plus, the recycling program allows you to return any empty container of Uplift Pomade product, and they will give you a $2 credit towards your next purchase. That's a better deal than recycling cans or bottles. So, if your hair care product just isn't doing the job for you, check out Uplift Pomade, currently available at wholesale barbershops and, coming soon, online at upliftpomade.com. And now, back to the show. 
Welcome everybody to episode eight of Ride the Pine. Uh, we're back from our first break. I'm actually joined by one of my co-hosts, Ron. How's it going? Hey, I'm good. I'm just trying to get this out before I go to work. How about you? Well, not too bad. Um, you know, I'm excited the football season's back. Uh, it's going to be an interesting season, to say the least. Yeah, no doubt. I'm very excited that it's around the corner. I kind of hate seeing summer going away. I feel like I said that last episode, but uh, but I'm uh, always glad for football and especially hockey to come back in season. So yeah, you know, you know, with with the death of summer becomes the birth of hockey and football. So yep, it's like you win some and then you lose some. But yep, and then I'm gonna have to break out my snow shovel again. So oh, don't you even <laughs> start with that. um i I, before we get started with our topics i did want (laughs) to breaking news to you did you see uh mr uh peterman is the starting quarterback for the bills week one oh did i see it yes absolutely in fact i think i sent it out to you and my brother on twitter (laughs) and, and, and your thoughts um i'm cautiously optimistic like i try to be with the bills most of the time um i don't necessarily believe (laughs) that it's going to turn out to be a great season considering what the offensive line looked like in that game against Cincinnati um but I mean if 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 coach thinks he can do it then I mean we gotta give him a try I guess I mean we don't have you know uh AJ McCarron anymore he's down with Oakland now um they were talking about that in the press conference today actually because it was announced like just a couple hours ago from what we were recording and uh, they they were saying that you know he came in there basically looking like to be a starter, and uh, you know he wasn't going to get that opportunity with Buffalo, so they thought it would be a good move to send him someplace where he might start instead. So looking back on it now, I can understand their reasoning, but I just I have a hard time believing that he wasn't going to be at least in competition to be a starter, you know, with essentially two rookie quarterbacks. So. It's going to be really interesting. They're just running with two quarterbacks right now. Um, they said that if they have to get down to their emergency quarterback, they're going to use one of their tight ends who used to play quarterback. And I'm just like, well, hopefully we never get to that situation. Oh, okay. My calendar just informed me that I have to record this episode with you. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's good to know that your computer is, you know, just a little bit behind. But <laughs> yeah, just just a little bit. Well, I didn't I didn't update the. We're recording a little bit earlier than we had anticipated. So anyway, this is very um, true. Um, yeah. But I am very excited for the season. I think I think it's going to be interesting, uh, and I'm interested to see and listen to your guys's take on AFC lease. Since yeah, you know, AFC lease is a. Yeah, it's going to be. A, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say since uh, you know I was excluded from this pod from this <laughs> recording. Even though, uh, you know, uh, I, I follow, you know, the better team of the four, just saying. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not hard when you've won, like, five Super Bowls in, what, 20 years? Jesus. <laughs> My, minor details. Minor yeah, details. I mean, you've only made the playoffs every single year since Tom Brady got into the league. I mean, ours is more of a, uh, it's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> like, we go in and we're like... Hi, I'm Ron. I'm a Bills fan. Yeah. Hi, Ron. <laughs> I could just see everybody are, like, Hi, Ron. Are you depressed? <laughs> <laughs> well, the answer to that would be a resounding yes. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it should be an interesting season, like you said, and especially with AFC Least, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's me, um, our Tom, our our Tom, yes, our Tom, um, our friend Tom Madalena from Dumb All Over, um, our friend Austin Cologne from the same show. Um, we all each like a team from the AFC East, and uh, none of them are the Patriots, so <laughs> that's why uh, it's called AFC Least. I I still to this day don't understand why Tom's a Jets fan or why he's still a Jets fan. Truth be told, I don't understand it either. Uh, but I mean, he would fire right back and say, "Well, at least we won a Super Bowl." And I would fire back and say, "Yeah, when?" Because <laughs> uh, man, no, we haven't. But at least we made the playoffs last year. No, but um, boom, um. So let's uh let's get into uh, what I had to discuss, you know, sadly by myself, but it's okay. Um you know, <laughs> you know, when I talk with myself, I always win those arguments. It's really great. Um oh, Yeah. <laughs> but uh I wanted to quick uh, just right off the bat, uh Jerk McKinnon. Uh, I know you and I were talking about this, but pretty uh horrific knee injury. It looked like he was just taking a cut in practice and next thing you know, he just down he went down like a sack of bricks. And he was diagnosed with a torn ACL. Yeah, I actually didn't see the injury. I didn't see, like, what happened or anything like that. Um, I know that he's been kind of up there in terms of, like, the rankings for fantasy, at least when you get into the mid-rounds. So I knew that it was kind of a big deal, especially because San Francisco is supposed to be better this year. Um, yeah, I, I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't, like, see the injury or even know that it was season-ending. Um, so that's unfortunate for them, but yeah. I, and you know, and I, what I was saying, you know, to me, myself and I was, um, that they're a young team and, you know, they were, uh, really hungry going into the season. And I feel like they had a lot of momentum, especially with how well Jimmy Garoppolo played at the end of last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he didn't lose a start. I believe he went six and oh, and oh. And, you know, to go from that and then, you know, you're going into the season, the expectations are high that he's going to play well, uh, especially when some of the teams that he uh, he beat last year ended up making the playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, I would hope that in that situation that you would perform really well, um, especially when you've been sitting behind Tom Brady for the better part of your career. Uh, you probably pick up a couple things, you know, in that situation. So um, I would expect that that team is still going to do well, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit harder now. I don't, I don't know what their receiving core looks like, but I feel like they have a lot of old bills players. And if there's one thing about like Patriots players and bills players, it's that somehow they always, you know, they, they get along great when they're not on the bills team. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll still be successful. It's just going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to be tough to see. Um, where they go in terms of the running game, because I think after that they have uh, Matt Breida and Alfred Morris, and that's oh, okay. pretty much it. And Alfred Morris is getting up there. He's like 34, 35 years old, and for a running back, that's pretty old. Um, yeah. So we'll see what they're going to be able to do, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I know that the Bills just dropped Trevaris Cadet or whatever his name was there, so maybe they'll come in and scoop him up. Um, I mean, there's obviously there's more options around the league, so. Yeah, there are definitely some more options around the league for sure. Um, I 
I think they will find somebody, and if not, they'll probably trade for somebody. Um, yeah. Don't be surprised if the 49ers try to go after Latavius Murray over in uh, Minnesota. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Because, you know, Dalvin Cook is back. He's going to be a four-down back. I think that's clear as day. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Latavius Murray would be a good fit for them uh, over in San Fran. I'd even go with someone like a Chris Ivory. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris Ivory would be, wouldn't be a bad guy to go after because I think he's uh, like a second or third string right now down in Jacksonville. Well, actually, I, I think Chris Ivory's on the Bills because I'm pretty sure oh, he was playing Oh, he is there. on the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was doing really well um, in the preseason anyway. Like, he was really doing a great job of, like, just pounding the ball basically like through the line and stuff. I mean, I would be surprised if they let him go. Um, but stranger things have happened, so <laughs> you never know. Nope, you never know with the with with football, with the NFL. It's uh, anything can happen, really. Yeah. Um, indeed, indeed. So next on our list of topics is what I also discussed um, was uh, Le'Veon Bell not reporting to Steelers practice today um, and still has not signed the franchise tag, which has him set up to make over fourteen million dollars this season alone. And, and, yeah. and like you and I talked about, every game he misses, he's going to lose out on $900,000. I mean, I think at this yeah. point, you got to show up at this point. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't afford to, like, go, you know, lose $900,000 a week. Um, but he's also getting paid, you know, millions and millions of dollars. So he might have that, like, squirreled away somewhere. I don't know. Why is he holding out exactly? Like, do, do we know the reason or is he just is it just an enigma at the moment? I think what what the problem is, I think um, he doesn't want to be franchise tagged. I think he wants an actual contract. Like, not I wouldn't say similar to what Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald just made, but he wants to be paid the way he should be, and because he's oh he's the past couple of years he's been top three running back, you know, mm-hmm. for as, at least the last three years, and yeah. I think he wants to be paid like one. Well, I can't fault him there. I mean, you know, you you bring that to the table, you know, that that skill and the speed, then, I mean, you should be paid pretty well. But I, I also don't know what their salary cap situation looks like. If I'm them, though, I if I'm Pittsburgh, I, I, I pay the man and, uh, you know, hopefully to a long-term contract because, uh, I mean, that's going to – he's going to be successful for a long time. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I think he's one of those running backs who's a game changer because not only can he run the ball through the tackles, but he can also catch out of the backfield. Yeah. And I think that's what makes him such an asset to whoever he plays for. So if I'm Pittsburgh at this point, you can send out all the letters you want saying that you're disappointed he didn't show up. But I'd be disappointed in the way that they're treating the situation because I feel Le'Veon should get paid. I think he deserves yeah. to get paid, and he deserves uh, an actual legitimate contract, not just a franchise tag. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like the franchise tag is just a really good way for teams to opt out of, you know, paying their players what they deserve. And uh, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes up in the next like collective bargaining um, talks. So, 
Well, actually, I would be surprised, but you know, anyway. You know, the 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 issue is though is who who would be able to pay for him, um, to be like their star running back, the contract that he wants. And in That's all point. in all honesty, only one team comes to mind, and we just talked about him. San yeah. Francisco 49ers. Yeah. They don't have an all-star receiver. They don't have an all-star in defense. And if I'm Sam Fran, I'm like, hey, this guy's upset in Pittsburgh. Why not bring him aboard and give him the contract he wants? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'd, I would do. Is he a free agent at the moment, or is he still like technically signed to the team? I think he's technically signed to the team. But I think he can actually, I think he can actually request for his own release if he refuses to sign the franchise tag because I don't think he's actually signed a contract. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Well, I mean, if I was him, that's what I would do. If they can't reach anything by week one, I would say, "Hey guys, look, it's just not working out. I just I gotta go." Like that kind of thing, and just head out on his way. But um, that's just me. I'm also not, you know, a multimillionaire looking to make millions more. So, um, yeah, I imagine that wouldn't do anything for his reputation either. Just, you know, ducking out on his team. Like, it might get him a reputation as, you know, being a bad team player. But I don't know how this is really changing that outlook either. So. Yeah, no. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in these next couple of days, whether or not he, you know, actually signs the tag or if he goes elsewhere. And don't be surprised if he goes elsewhere because he's like, I want that contract. I want that and want to be paid. And if you're not going to pay me, I'll go somewhere where they will. Yeah. Like I said, I can't fault him at all. I'd do the same thing. No. So going from this is actually a good segue to go from a guy who deserves to get paid to honestly a guy who doesn't deserve anything in Des Bryant. To me, he is really, really handled his whole free agency situation so poorly in that he only wants to be contacted by certain teams. He only wants to be signed by certain teams. And to me at this point, less than a week before the season starts and you're turning down contracts from teams at this point, you take what you can get. Yeah. I mean, if those teams don't want you, then, you know, I mean, take the money, dude. Like there's people out there who are, busting their tail to basically break into this league and you know failing spectacularly meanwhile you're gifted enough that these teams are all coveting you and you don't want to take that offer now i suppose i can understand why he would have some uh what's the word i'm looking for here reservations about you know certain teams obviously he probably doesn't want to play for a team that's going to lose but i mean if 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 nobody's knocking on the door then you got to take the best offer that you got, I comple- uh, especially if you want to stay relevant. I completely agree. And I think now, knowing now that he has, you know, been out of the league now since the spring, he hasn't been, he's only been contacted really, I think they said, by two teams, by the Browns yeah. and the Ravens. Both offered him a contract, and they're like, hey, we'd love to bring you aboard. And he's just like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't. Mean, I don't blame him for not signing with the Ravens. In all honesty, I wouldn't want to play for Joe Flacco either. No offense out there in Baltimore, but I would have taken the contract with the Browns. The Browns made so many offensive moves in the off season. 
Mm-hmm. And can you imagine a team with Des Bryant on one side and Jarvis Landry on the other? And Josh Oh, I know. It would be lethal. Yeah, yeah. It would be a great team. And, I mean, I feel like that's... I think I said it at the beginning of the year, or last episode, two episodes ago, or we're on episode eight. It doesn't matter. I've said it previously. I think that Cleveland is going to be a much better team this year than they have been recently, and I know that's not a hard sell because they've been a horrible team in the last 20 years or so, but I think they might even exceed those expectations. Um, I mean, if you've got somebody like Tyrod Taylor who can get away from pressure, and then you've got somebody, like you said, like Josh Gordon and uh, Jarvis Landry, right? Yeah, I mean, there's the sky is the limit in terms of that. I mean, you know, Tyrod can't throw like those bombs that some other quarterbacks might be able to, but if he gets in trouble, he can get away. And I mean, those receivers, I'm sure they can run short routes even pretty fine. So I I, I have no doubts that Cleveland's going to be better this year. Um, and if I was Des Bryant, I I would, you know, take a second look at that because I don't know if he's, you know, if that's offer still on the table. I don't know if it was something they offered at the beginning of the year before all of these moves. And now he's maybe more interested, but they haven't contacted him again. Um, I don't know what the situation is with that. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think at this point, I think he just needs to accept the fact that waiting around for a team to come calling is not going to help his case. Um, no, not I, at all. I, I think he needs to even be like a little proactive and like go out there and be like, hey, you know, can I work out for your team? You know, because there's going to be injuries during the year. And mm-hmm. my thought is if he's not signed by the start of week one, then he's going to get signed midway through the year when a team has a receiver go down. Yeah. And I think maybe that's what he's banking on. Maybe he's banking on uh, somebody in his league, I'm sorry, well, sorry, not in his league, somebody, uh, some team having a receiver issue. Uh, and then next thing you know, he just steps up and like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Well, I feel like one of the things he probably wants to happen is since, um, oh gosh, who was it the from the Patriots who just got suspended for uh, performance enhancing drugs? Uh, Edelman. Uh, Edelman, yeah. I don't see why he like if I'm him, I'm knocking on the Patriots' door, just saying like, "Hey, man, you're a proven winner. Like, do you want to sign me?" Um, <laughs> you know, probably just like I think that's kind of what he's holding out for is for the Patriots to sign him because then he's like, "Well, I mean, damn, at, at the very least, I'm I'm going to the to the playoffs. You know, probably even the Super Bowl." So, yeah, I think yeah. he did reach out or uh, make a stab on Twitter. At like, hey, Patriots, uh, come check me out or something like that. And I think they, I don't know if they ignored it, but I think they disregarded it. They were just like, yeah, no, we're good. We don't need another yeah. Randy Moss horrible attitude on this team. No thanks. Yeah, I feel like Belichick probably would have vetoed that right out. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would not have been surprised if Belichick just said, uh, no. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> exactly. All right, and the last thing uh, we are going to talk about before our second break is uh, Khalil Mack getting traded to the Bears. And I think this makes the Bears a lot better on defense. I'm not saying they're back to, like, the Brian Urlacher days, but it sure as hell is an improvement from their team from their defense from last year. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that team has 
also been one kind of like in the same area as Cleveland, where I feel like just adding one or two players has drastically improved their team. I mean, what was it? The, what was the odds line that you told me before we got on there? They were a hundred to one favorites to win the Super Bowl, and with the addition of Khalil Mack, it made them a forty to one favorite. So that's a big. That's an impact right there. If Khalil Mack can stay healthy, I mean, you might even we might be seeing Super Bowl Shuffle version two point by Drake. So. Oh, absolutely! I don't doubt that happening. Um, and I think Khalil is, you know, I think it was like a love or hate thing. I think he's sad that he's not a Raider anymore, but at the same time, he's happy that he's now with a program that will understand like he basically, he wanted to get paid Mm -hmm. just like Le'Veon Bell. It's the same thing, but Oakland just didn't want to pay him. So he's like, all right, if you don't want to pay me, see you later. Yeah. And like I said, I can't. Can't fault can't fault these players for that kind of thing. Um, you know, some people are like a little bit too full of themselves when it comes to that th- that type of deal. But I feel like people like Khalil Mack and Le'Veon Bell, I feel like they've got a reason to hold out. And uh, you know, I feel like it's it, I feel like it was a good move. Um, I don't know if he necessarily wanted to go to Chicago, like you said, but I feel like with their history and everything, that Mack is probably just going to fit right in. I'm pretty bummed that he didn't end up going to the Bills just because he was a uh, product of University of Buffalo. And uh, I feel like everybody in Western New York basically loves him. So uh, that was kind of a bummer when he went to the Bears. But I'm just glad we're also not going to be playing against him that often. Yeah, no, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Bears stack up against those other uh, stout teams in the NFC North uh, with uh, the Packers and the Vikings in that same division. Um but uh, we will we will see how that goes. Uh, the only time will tell to see how how well things go uh, with him there now. And you know they added Allen Robinson in the off season, so their offense is a little bit better. So also we'll, true. We'll uh we'll see if the Bears can actually make a run this year. You never know. It looks like they're clicking on offense, so we'll see. They're trying at least. <laughs> An A for effort. Yeah, pretty much. Um. But we are going to take our last break, and when we come back, we're going to actually talk about a couple uh, games um, that we've picked out of the slate for this week, Uh, and we're going to pick our winners, and then we're going to talk about it, and, uh, and that'll be it. So stay tuned for more.
and welcome back everybody from our final break um short break but a good break um ron and i are actually going to um each pick three games uh that we like on the on the dock for this week and we're gonna pick our winners and discuss why and then we will have our uh finale segment um and uh yeah and then that'll be our show so Ron, what, what games do you got on the dock for this week? So, first up, I've got the New York Giants versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Giants are my brother's favorite team, so I felt like it was only appropriate that I would uh, talk about them a little bit. Um, so, the uh, Vegas odds has Jacksonville as the favorite, 165, negative 165, and the Giants at positive 145. What that means, I honestly have no idea, but... It listed Jacksonville as the favorite, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to say that they're probably uh, in a better position. Um, I I feel like with the Giants adding Saquon Barkley in the offseason and, you know, kind of just stocking up with the draft and even in the offseason, you know, there's, I, I guess they've actually been pretty quiet in the offseason outside of, like, the draft. Um, I feel like they've got a pretty good chance in this game, but I feel like it is going to be, it's not really, you know, uh, unfair to say that it's going to be an equal match between them and the Jaguars. Cause I mean, Jacksonville has one of the best defenses in the league well they did last year anyway. And, uh, I can't imagine that they're going to slow down much with that considering Doug Marone is, uh, very big on the defensive end of the ball. So, um, if I had to pick, I'm, I'm going to go against the favorite this time. I'm going to pick the giants and it's a hundred percent just because, I want my brother's team to start out with a pretty good record and, uh, you know, take that step towards uh, towards what I predicted with uh, the Giants winning the Super Bowl against the Patriots next year. This year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Good one. laughs> um, I honestly like the pick, and I was actually going the same route. I think Jacksonville is a great team. Don't get me wrong. But I think... Blake Bortles has shown that he can be inconsistent as a quarterback. Um, and I feel like the Giants' secondary has improved. And I feel like uh, he could be in for a day where he has three, four, five interceptions in a game. And yeah. I see the Giants running away with this, literally, on the back of Saquon Barkley. I think he, yeah. ma- I think he makes a run this season. I think he could be Rookie of the Year this year. Oh, that's a tall order. I mean, I feel like a lot of the time when they, they, they name the rookie of the year, I mean, sometimes it's one of the top 10 picks, but I feel like uh, a lot of the times it's it's somebody who kind of went under the radar. Um, but it's entirely possible. He could have that big of an impact. I mean, you consider that they've got him now. They've got Odell Beckham still. I mean, Eli's still a pretty decent quarterback, even though he's getting on in his age. Um yeah, I just see the Giants being a much better team this year than they were last year, and I see them starting out with a bang against Jacksonville. Yeah, so uh, like Ron also did, I'm actually going to go with the Giants, as much as I hate to do so. Um, <laughs> I think the Giants will win this game. I wouldn't say handily. I think it will be close, but it'll be a interesting game to watch. Yeah. Uh, well, what, uh, what game you got next, Ron? Uh, next up, I've got the Green Bay Packers facing off against the Chicago Bears. They're going to be in uh, in Green Bay in the uh, well. I guess it wouldn't be the frozen tundra at this point. Um, <laughs> but, not yet. Uh, nope, not yet. 
the most recent listing has Green Bay as the favorites against Chicago by, it looks like a pretty wide margin, but again, I don't really know how to read odds. So if anybody wants to reach out to us on Twitter and kind of give us a breakdown of how that works, we would be much obliged. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can see I can see Green Bay winning this, maybe not as handily as it seems they say they will, um, but... I think Green Bay is going to edge it out at the end. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, like we discussed in the last episode, is coming back with a belly full of fire. We got people like, uh, uh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Jordy Nelson. Is he still on the team? Am I, am I no, mistaken? No, Jordy okay. Nelson's on the Oakland Raiders. Right, 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 right. Who's uh, the guy I'm, I'm thinking of right now? He's got Devontae Adams. He's got Randall Cobb. And he actually Cobb, has his nice. most recent signing in the offseason, uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, so I mean, the tight end. yeah, they've got they've got some great receivers and great blocking in Jimmy Graham. So I mean, it's gonna be really interesting to see Graham go up against somebody like uh, Mac, though. I think that's going to be a, a battle for the ages. And I feel like, you know, with the Bears getting better it, and the Packers being already a really good team, it's setting up for a rivalry that's going to. I think it's gonna reignite and be even better than before. It's gonna make football better. Um, I still think the Packers are going to edge it out, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than they think. Yeah, I, I think the the Bears are going to make this uh, a very close game. Um, I'm actually going with the upset. I'm I'm going with the Bears in this game. Oh. Um, I think they have a very young backfield. I think Green Bay's defense still hasn't really been the same since a couple years ago, and I think. Um, you know, they're going to score points. They're going to put up points. But I think with the addition of Khalil Mack and then a guy like Allen Robinson um, on the outside for Trubinsky, if Trubinsky can, can get his stuff together and make some good throws and quality throws, I think the Bears win this game by three. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears. All right. Well, I think that's a really good pick. I mean, I feel like, it, honestly, it could go either way. Um like I said, I think it's going to be a lot closer than they think. So uh, my last game that I've got is naturally my Buffalo Bills, who are going to be at the Baltimore Ravens um, this week. It has the favorite. Uh, the Vegas favorite is Baltimore. I, If I'm reading this correctly, it's like a 50-point lead that they've got over the Bills. So I think that if I'm understanding this correctly, that means that it's going to be kind of a blowout. Um I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if Baltimore takes this just because we're going in like we discussed earlier with Nathan Peterman. Um, we've got not a lot on the wide receivers. We're pretty much going to put our entire season, it seems like, on LaShawn McCoy and pray that he doesn't get injured and pray that our offensive line holds up. Um I'm, I'm really not, you know, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic because, you know, weird things happen and I honestly... I'm not that familiar with a lot of the player on players on the Bills uh, roster, but uh, I think Baltimore is going to win it, and I don't even necessarily think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a two-score game. So, yeah, you know, as much as I want to pick the Bills in this scenario, not. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I think the Ravens route the Bills in this game. I think uh, the Ravens' defense has looked really, really good uh, this off season. And I think um, the Ravens will just run away with this game uh, on the back of Alex Collins 
uh, they're running back, and they have a pretty stout receiving core. They have, uh, you know, a guy, Michael Crabtree, who's a great deep ball threat. You know how Joe Flacco loves tossing them bombs. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think they win this game by three touchdowns. Uh, I think oh, this wow. Is, I think this is going to be a blowout. Well, I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but, geez, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so what kind of games, what, what do you got on the docket, Dan? All right, so for me, uh, my first game that I got is actually going to be probably one of my favorites of the week. Uh, the L.A. Rams versus the Oakland Raiders in Oakland. Um, I think this is a statement game for Oakland, especially after trading Khalil Mack. Um, but I think the Rams are just too good in this scenario. Uh, their defense is stout. They they just re-signed Aaron Donald to a six-year contract, and they have the undoubtedly one of the best running backs in the NFL in Todd Gurley. Um, and then, you know, you add the addition of Brandon Cooks as their receiver along with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. I think this offense is going to light them up. Uh, Raiders defense has not looked that great this preseason. And I, I think the Rams win by two touchdowns. Yeah, I think that uh, I think you're right. I think that the uh, Rams are definitely the favorite in this game. Um, just because, I mean, you, again, we we go back to Khalil Mack. You just you take away that kind of that that crux there, that 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 cornerstone of your defense, and you know you're kind of left scrambling there, especially this late in the off season. So I think that the uh, the Rams are going to win. They have a lot of super, a lot of power on their offense and uh I, I feel like the raiders just aren't going to be able to counter it so i would agree with you yeah uh but that will be a fun game to watch um mm. my next game that i have up um also should be a pretty interesting one a tale of uh two slightly rebuilding teams and you'll know what i mean in a second uh you got the seattle seahawks and the denver broncos um Seahawks defense has been just completely depleted after last season. Uh, Richard Sherman's not, I don't think he's there anymore. Earl Thomas is still hurt. Um, Their pass rush is not the same as it was back when they had the Legion of Boom. And then you got a Denver team. They've done really well defensively in the draft. And they just added Case Keenum, who had that uh, miraculous throw to Stefan Diggs in the playoffs last year. Um, and I think this is going to be a barn burner. I think this could be like a 17-14 or 14-13 final. And I think oh, wow. the I think the Broncos win this game simply because the Broncos, it's really hard to play in Denver with the elevation and then just that arena is so loud. Like anytime the Patriots have gone there, they struggle. Anytime they play in Denver, they have a hard time. And I think I think this has got uh Denver written all over it. What do you think? No, I would have to agree with you. Um I think that Denver is also going to win this game just because I feel like Seahawks are on the decline. Um I think that they're they might not even make the playoffs this year, honestly, but I mean that's that's assuming a couple of injuries, you know, the key injuries. Um I think the Broncos, again, win. I don't think it's going to be like a super convincing win. Like you said, I think it is going to be back and forth all game. It's going to be a defensive battle. And 
yeah, I I I see the Broncos coming out and winning this one. So yeah, that that it should be a really interesting game. I'm definitely looking forward to watching it. Um, yeah. And the last game that I picked for for this week is an interesting one. Is the Saints versus the Buccaneers. Um, the reason why I put pick this game is going to be interesting to see how Tampa Bay handles not only a division rival, but how they handle a division rival without Jameis Winston. Can yeah. they can they survive the four weeks without going 0-4? And that, for me, is the question. And mm. I think they can make this game interesting, but I think the Saints will pull away late and probably win by, I'd say, four, I'd say either uh, 10 to 14 points. Um and I'm gonna, so I'll be going with the Saints. Um, this is a very important game for Tampa with the suspension of Jameis Winston, and I, I think that, uh, I mean, if they're going to salvage the season, they have to find a way to make it work against a team like the Saints. I think that's going to be really difficult because they're starting off against uh, one of the better defenses in the league. Uh, no longer a, uh, what was his name, Rob Ryan defense. So, <laughs> um. I th- I think I think the Saints are going to do pretty well. I think they're going to win, and I think that the first four weeks I'm pretty much just going to be benching that Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. So yeah, I'm gonna pick I, the Saints. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I think and they're going to win by not that much, I guess, but I think they're going to win. Yeah, I think sitting Jameis Winston obviously the first four weeks would be smart considering he's not playing, um, <laughs> but I I th- I think they're going to struggle. Uh, their running game is kind of shot. Um, their defense isn't really ha- hasn't been the same since they were in the Super Bowl when they had guys like Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks. Um, yeah. But I, I think the Saints pull away at the end. Um, their offense is too good. Uh, when you got yeah. a guy like Drew Brees leading your squad, I think that's hard hard to beat. Um, oh no doubt. He's like an ageless wonder too. Like he really is. Yeah, like the older he gets, like it's like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better and better. The team around him is not always necessarily the best, but you can depend on him to, you know, get the job done. So you know, unlike a guy like Eli Manning who ages like milk. <laughs> but um, boom, but um. So uh, that is actually going to do it for our episode this week. Uh, you know, we we did miss Kyle this week, but I know he had a uh, scheduling issue but he will be back with us next week as will his son Jalen to make uh Jay's picks it'll be his first week of making picks so we'll see what happens then and um Ron what's your uh, take on this week what uh what are you looking forward to most in the football docket this week um I think the most I'm looking forward to is I mean you know, I, as I've said before, I'm really biased. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Bills look like. I mean, they might come out and be like really pleasantly surprise me or something like that. But I get the feeling that I'm going to be able to break out my uh, my my all time cynical personality. Uh, you know, when it, when we get started. Uh, but I'm still looking forward to it. I love being you know melodramatic and just a complete and total cynic because my football team is horrible. So <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to, I guess. How about you? Uh, for me, I'm looking to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens with Lovely on Bell. Um, 
for me, it's uh, the you know the games should be good. I think the games are going to be good this week. Uh, but I just I want to see what happens there. I mean, it's so intriguing because anything can really happen. Like he could he could just like last minute be like, hey, okay, I'll sign the franchise tag like on Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and and then next thing you know, he's starting on Sunday. Um, but with him sitting out for so long, I just don't see him starting this week and that's going to kill a lot of people who drafted him in fantasy football you know he's supposed to be your number one guy and i think that's why you know especially in some of the drafts that i had uh levion bell didn't go until like the third or fourth pick because people were you know skeptical whether or not he's going to start or not yeah and i mean yeah i want i i want to see what happens there sorry to cut you off there no, 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 you're fine. I started, I started cutting you off. Uh, I completely agree. Um, and another thing that I'm looking forward to, I completely forgot about this. Um, have you seen these blackout jerseys they've got now? No, I have not. Oh, my gosh. They have these new jerseys that they're doing. Uh, or maybe they're not even doing the, them officially. But there's this uh, website called 24-7 Sports that redesigned every sport, every every team in the NFL's jerseys. Um and basically made it so that the uh, the primary color is black, and they look fantastic. Now there are some teams where you don't really notice a difference, like uh, case in point, the New Orleans Saints, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons. But uh, there are some teams like the Browns look pretty excellent in black. The Buccaneers, which I think they already have black jerseys, but you know still, it's just like the designs for them are all very interesting, really cool. You should check them out. It's on twenty four seven Sports. Ooh, so, I really like the Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals one is sweet. Like I the also Bills, like the Bills ones is really nice too. Yeah, I didn't want to like jump on like that bandwagon as well, but they really are. Um, I also really like the New York Jets. Like I don't know why, just like that combination of the black and the green looks really sweet. Uh, same with the Chargers. Um, but yeah, just like the entire the the whole league. Like I feel like they should really adopt these jerseys for at least one game every season like seattle's looks pretty cool kansas city looks pretty cool um yeah oh so, yeah the jets ones are pretty sweet yeah so all you guys you know if you're out there you listen to this go check them out because they it, it, there's some pretty cool stuff out there let's put some pressure on the league see if we can get them to consider doing this if they aren't already because i mean it might already be a thing and we're just you know talking out of our ass but well, they do do the uh, the color rush jerseys. Yeah, uh, I have seen those. But I actually prefer these way more than color rush. Like these ones are way nicer. Yeah, definitely. I Ooh, mean, those, there's only so much you can do with like, those Raven so ones. Red. Are sweet looking. Yeah, I I don't even remember what those ones look like. To be honest, I'm it's up got right now. like it's got that purple. It's got the gold. Oh. And like the the full black, it's it's that's a sweet looking jersey. It does look pretty nice. Yeah, you're right. Man, I could look at these yeah. all day. These are these are awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty cool stuff out there. So, uh, but that's the that's the end of my that's my final thoughts. Just and get that's nicer it. jerseys. <laughs> that's it for me. <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Well. Well, everyone, that is going to do it for our episode this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you haven't done so already, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RideThePinePod. 
You can also uh, follow us on Facebook as well um, at the same handle. Um, if you have not checked out our Patreon page, please do. We'll have some bonus content where actually Kyle and I discussed um, some Ryder Cup golf and uh, some baseball uh, just last week in Ron's unfortunate absence. Um it was fortunate. Let's not lie. <laughs> it was. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> and uh, that that will be posted to the Patreon page as well. Uh, so you're gonna want to go become a Patreon and check that out. Um, Ron, any uh, final thoughts? Just what I said before. Jerseys should be better. <laughs> Jerseys should you? be better. You Jersey heard it should here. Be better. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here from. From the cat's mouth. Um, yep. So thank you all again for tuning in. Um, you know, I'm really happy the season's back, and we'll be doing weekly episodes uh, covering the NFL season. We'll, so next week we'll be doing a recap of week one and the things that happened, and we'll also be doing a preview of week two, and we'll have Kyle back. Yay. Um, Yay. So uh, make sure to tune in for that. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we will see you guys next week. And have a great week, and uh, take care. Bye-bye.